One, two, three. Welcome to Three Song Stories, the podcast that connects you, our listeners, to our guests via the songs that have touched their lives. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike Canary. Our guest today is Rose Edie Govan. Rose is a Fort Myers native who graduated from Dunbar High School in 1966. She then studied music at Florida Memorial College, graduating in 1970. She came back to Fort Myers to teach music in public schools, beginning a career that lasted for 35 years. She has been a part of or led choirs throughout her life, often as the piano piano player and is currently music director at Friendship Baptist Church in Fort Myers. She's also a proud member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority. Rose came onto our radar when her name kept coming up during our conversation with Jarrett Eady. He was episode 151 and we just knew we had to get her into the Three Song Stories chair and now we've done it. Hi there, Rose. How are you? Very good. How are you? I am so good. Thank you so much for doing this. I've been looking forward to this ever since uh, Jarrett brought you into his conversation. (laughs) Well, thank you for the invitation. So how would you describe the musical background of your childhood growing up here in in Fort Myers in Dunbar? Well, I'd have to say, well, you know, I'm I'm older now. (laughs) So (laughs) that's been quite a while. However... um, Growing up in the 50s and 60s, uh, music was uh, a definite part of my life uh, because music, in a way, sort of kept us on track. Uh, it, uh, it soothed out some of the things that we had to deal with. And a lot of times you can lose yourself in the music and it always, you know, helps to elevate you. So music coming up, I listen to a lot of the uh, 50s and most of the 60s. I am a Motown (laughs) girl, Uh, and um, I'm an oldies kind of girl. Uh So uh, the the music of of that time and era was uh, really uh, fascinating to me, and I think one of the most fascinating things for me was I— Went to Detroit, but of course Motown was no longer there, so Hitsville is like a museum. So we went to visit the museum there, and it was amazing because Hitsville is just a little house, Mm -hmm. and the music was done basically down in the basement, the kitchen. And I was blown away because I, I thought about all of this wonderful music that came out of this little House. How old would you have been when you visited it? Oh, I was, I was, I was an adult. Okay, yeah, gotcha, I, was, gotcha. I was an adult. So that's why it was really amazing to me to think of all of these artists that came out of that era, and they produced this wonderful music, you know, in this little small space, probably no bigger than this studio. Hmm. And uh, I was like, wow. How could this be, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but as I said, the music of the 60s, you know, that was, that was my time. That was my era, and that's what I listened to a lot. What were you hearing around the house or around the community when you were a kid that wasn't your music, that was, you know, your, your parents' music or, you know, music <laughs> of the day that wasn't the stuff that you were so into? Well, I can tell you that my, uh, my father... 
loved um, C.L. Franklin. That's Aretha Franklin's father. Okay. So he had a lot of his records, his uh, sermons on records. And so that was that was some of it around. Of course, I was fortunate enough to have one of these little transistor radios. So I'm always listening to the kind of music that I like to mm-hmm. listen to. And then, of course, as uh, an eight-year-old, I uh, uh, was in piano lessons. Okay. So I did a lot of uh, playing music on the, the piano. And then also... Um, uh, at church, as a young child, I was uh, the Sunday school pianist. Oh, okay, <laughs> you were singing too, right? Yes, I did my first. Would you believe I did my first solo in kindergarten? Really? Yes. Do you remember what song it yes, was? Yes, I do. Can you sing a little for us? <laughs> I know you still sing today, you. don't you? <laughs> yes, I do. I, I knew you were going to say that. Good morning, Mary Sunshine. How did you wake so soon? You scared the little flowers away and shined away the moon. <laughs> <laughs> That's not very good at all, but that was beautiful. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> um, was piano lessons something that you uh, took to? Like, you know, were you pretty good? Did you resist it or did you oh, like no, it? I didn't resist it. I'll tell you how it happened. My father was a barber and his barber shop was right next to the house. And we had stone steps and we had banisters, you know, on the steps. So I would sit on the steps and face the banister and I would just be doing this all the time. So one of his uh, uh, customers saw me one day uh, doing that. And uh, his name was Mr. Silas Alexander. I'll never forget. And he had had a lot of uh, been travel in travels and been around and he met uh, uh, Booker T. Washington Mm. and he had been to uh, concerts and all this kind of stuff. So when he saw me doing this, you know, on this banister, he said to my father, I think maybe you should uh, get her in a piano lessons. And of course, uh, being the youngest of eight children, and my parents were older when I was born. Well, I was uh, the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and so and, they got And I was poor, so it. yes, yes, he did that. He, he got me into piano lessons. So if you were youngest of eight, were you exposed to music that your older brothers and sisters were listening to? Did they course, influence you? Of course, yes. Anything in particular that leaps to mind? Uh, yeah, in fact, my first song. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh-huh. In fact, my first song. Uh, my oldest sister, who really could have been my mother, um, was married, and she had a home. And in her home, of course, she had uh, recordings and uh, a phonograph. And so I would go down to her house and visit with her and uh, play uh, records. And then that's when I came across this record, um, my first song. And listening to it, it just, I, I don't know what, what, I, what I can really say about it. I guess it transformed me. Hmm. Because, you know, growing up in that era and uh, seeing a lot of things and hearing about a lot of things, 
you start as a child to wonder about, you know, how's it going to be? Is it going to be this way all the time? Right. Or how's it going to be for me? And when I heard that song, I'm thinking, yeah, things going to get better. I know it's going to be okay, you know. And it was something about the, it was like the sway of the music, uh, the rhythm, you know. And uh, with me loving music anyway, uh, it just kind of like transformed me and put me into a uh, different dimension. Mm. Mm-hmm. How old were you? Oh, gosh. Mm, I guess I was about 10, 11, 12, somewhere around that, that age. Did you talk to your sister about it? No, I didn't. No. I didn't talk to anyone about it. I've always been... Um, a I don't I don't want to say introverted person, but a person who I don't mind being alone, you know, and I've always sort of kept a lot of things to me, uh, which uh, my my boy says you shouldn't do. But however, <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't talk to anyone about it. Mm. I, and 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 with you saying that now, it it makes me think back. You know, I, I, that I really didn't express that to uh, anyone. I don't know. I I guess I was just that keep it to yourself person. You know. When we mm-hmm. asked you to come up with your three songs, was it an easy choice to come? Did, oh, did yes. it come right to your mind? Yes. Yes. Had you thought about it over the years? Uh, sometimes, sometimes I thought about it, yeah. But when when I was invited to do this, I immediately started trying to, you know, rewind the tape in my mind about that first song that really kind of uh, impacted me. Let's listen to it. The version okay. I found was recorded off vinyl, so it has all the clicks and pops. So oh, it'll, yeah. it'll, it'll be authentic <laughs> for you. Great. Um, this is Our Day Will Come. This is the one we're talking about, right? Yes, yes, um, yes. By Ruby and the Romantics, uh, recorded at the end of 1962. Our day will come. How did that feel listening to it here now? Oh, it felt great. Yeah. <laughs> And I, as I was listening, I was thinking about what 10, 11, a 12-year-old child would be able to relate to that song. Right. <laughs> the words, you mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the words. And even the, the, the music, yeah. the, the, the rhythm, you know. Um, that's, I don't see that today, you know. I think the only child uh, that I can think of that might have related to that at that age would be Jared. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't fall far from the tree. That's perfect. <laughs> um, do you remember the first music that you owned when you were younger? Uh, the What do you mean? Uh, like, music like books a, like, or like whatever? A, like a record. Like a record. Oh. That would have been hmm. yours. Wow, that not when I was young. Not when you were no, young. That not was when not, I was, no. No. No, I didn't have I didn't have High records. School? Uh, oh, I oh probably high school graduation. Okay. Because I got a uh, um, a portable record player that I took to school with me, and 
it, it was probably something by Stevie Wonder, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember what, but it was probably something by uh, Stevie Wonder that I owned. When you were in high school, were you playing music? Uh, yes, playing piano. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. For school or for church? Uh, for church. Okay. For church, and then sometimes, uh, sometimes at school. Mm-hmm. Um, so you went to school to become a music teacher? Yes, did... I did. Okay. Mm-hmm. What was that experience like? Oh, wow. Well, I went to a, a, uh, a private Baptist college. Uh, my, my college was Florida Memorial College. However, it's Florida Memorial University now. And it started uh, out in St. Augustine. Okay. It was first called Florida Normal and Industrial College, and then it changed to Florida Memorial College. And in St. Augustine, you know, St. Augustine is a very quaint and uh, city, mm-hmm. uh, beautiful city. And uh, so when when we first when I first got there, the first thing I remember was driving uh, on the campus. We had this great big arch, and that was the uh, favorite location, basically, of the school. That was the entrance to the school. Very small school. Uh, we were more like a family. Um, kind of like everybody knew each other almost, because you know you have to realize it was back in uh, in uh, 1966 when I went off to school, and uh, I enjoyed my college life. If I could live any time ever again, it would be my college life, uh, because I, I met many friends, uh, learned a lot of things because. As as I said before, I was the youngest of eight children. My oldest brother was actually graduating from high school when I was born. Oh, wow. So, you know, that's pretty a long way. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of years. So you have to understand that I was very sheltered, very protected. And so when I went off to college... Um, uh, the funniest story I had when I went off to college was um, back in the day in the dormitories, we had what we call house mothers. So I was in the college choir. And so when I my first, I think must have been my first rehearsal. So I came down. I lived on the third floor walked down and went to the house mother's office, and I said, um, Mrs., I forgot her name, uh, uh, can, I go to, can I go to choir rehearsal? And she said, excuse me? <laughs> I said, yes, can I go to choir rehearsal? She said, sweetheart, you're in college, and you're on your own. <laughs> you don't have to ask <laughs> you have permission. To ask, you don't have to ask permission. To do this. So that shows you basically kind of the sheltered and protected life that I was given as a child, spoiled, because everybody was much older than me. And my, my father and my mother, of course, I said when I was born, were older. They weren't like the PTA parents, you know. Mm-hmm. And so my colleges were really, really, really wonderful. I really, really enjoyed them. I I was a a music major. I was in the college choir, and uh, we would travel, uh, do concerts, 
And uh, I really enjoyed that part of it. And then I spent two years there in St. Augustine, and our college moved oh, wow. to Miami because the uh, I guess the board of uh, trustees felt like uh, Miami was a broad, a bigger place, and it would offer more opportunities and things like that. So we moved to uh, Miami. Uh, on the campus where it is now. However, it didn't look like uh, it looks now because when we moved there, we didn't have, the dormitories weren't built. So we lived in uh, like mobile homes, but we called them the habitats. Hmm. And uh, we would uh, visit each other. We had roommates. And, of course, we did our classes and everything of that nature. And then while we were living in in the habitats they were building the dormitories and uh, of course we felt like we were like way out away from the city right now by everything growing up it's a little doesn't seem that you know far away but uh we didn't have the uh the only the only fast food that was around us was burger king mm. And we would walk to the Burger King and get milkshake and stuff like that. And then down the street, there was um, a, um, I guess you could call it, it wasn't a, a, um, a listed fast food place, but it was like, you know, like a little fast food store place. And then I think there was a 7-Eleven somewhere near there. But um, we had fun. We had a lot of fun because, like I said, it was like a family atmosphere. Did you, um, when I went away to college, because my mom was pretty strict, a single mm-hmm. mom, and I, I realized I had that freedom. And I took a little too much advantage of it, if you will. <laughs> were you, were you, were you? <laughs> well, it's true. Were you, uh, were you good? I mean, did you? I was good. You were good. I was good. Okay. <laughs> I told you I was I was sheltered. I I was protected. Um, things that uh, my friends and the others did. Okay, no. okay. Um, do you keep Do you keep up with any of the people who you oh, went to school yes. with? Yeah? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I have my my very best friend lives in Miami. In fact, she was from Miami, and we met in college, and we are still, in fact, I talked to her the other day, and, and we don't talk every day or every week or whatever, but it, it seems like when we get on the phone, it's just like uh, nothing has, we missed nothing. You know, we're still the same, so yes, yes. Um, so when you finished college, was your plan all along to come back to town and teach, or what were your aspirations at that point? I, I tell you why I came back. Um, I came back because my father wanted me to come back. However, in the transition of graduating from college, he passed away. In fact, he passed away in the year of my graduation. And I felt like an obligation to him because he had asked me. He wanted me to come back home. And uh, I kind of felt that you know, that obligation, but I had only planned to stay one year. (laughs) 
and the rest is history. The rest is history. <laughs> this town the rest is doing history. That. The rest is history. I had planned to st- I had planned to come back and just stay one year, and then I was going to move away. Um, but it didn't work out that way. But but it's all good. Did you start teaching music right away when you came back? Yes, I did. And if that was, if memory serves, Jarrett said that was at Franklin Park Middle? Yes. I started my teaching career in uh, 1970-71 school year. And that was when the uh, uh, middle schools came to Fort Myers. And, I, and Franklin Park uh, was a middle school. I'll tell you a story about Franklin Park. I went to elementary school. At Franklin Park Elementary wow. in sixth grade. I came back home from college. I started teaching at Franklin Park Middle School. I taught five years in the middle school at Franklin Park, and then they closed it down, and then I moved to the elementary uh, level. And then when they opened Franklin Park Elementary School back up, I went back. Okay. And I taught at Franklin Park Elementary School. What was that like uh, being a, you know in charge of kids? You know, you, you're just out of college. You're all of a sudden you're teaching. Ooh, you know, what yes. was that experience like? That was because I was young. Yeah. And uh, me teaching middle school, you know. Um, middle schoolers are crazy. Middle school, yeah. <laughs> you know. And one of the first middle school. Like one of the, yeah. Yeah. The first middle school. Uh, yes. And uh, so um, the difference is I've always loved children. And uh, I've always had a, a desire, you know, to help children. And, and I guess that kind of flowed over into my classroom because I really never had any problems. I, I really didn't. I was young, very young. And uh, I guess I could say my students loved me because I loved them. And I always tried to be uh, an understanding person because I felt like uh, you never know what a child is going through and you never know what kind of home they're coming from. And everybody in my book is important. And I feel like everybody should be treated in such a way that they feel like they are important and they are somebody. So I can really honestly say in my 35 years of teaching, I didn't have any problems. Hmm. I didn't have any uh, administration problems uh, no parent problems. Oh, yeah. And you can say that now because oh, you're done. Oh, yes. <laughs> no parent problems and no student problems because, as I said before, I've always tried to treat the children because I always, think, I always thought about I want to talk to them and speak to them the way that I would want somebody to talk to my child because uh Believe it or not, everybody loves their children, and children are important to their parents. So I, I, maybe that's why I didn't have any problems or whatever. And I, like I said, always try to be understanding. So them. if you started teaching in 1970 or 71 and you went away to college before that, that would have been during the transition between segregated schools and yes. non-segregated schools. So yes. what was that like, leaving town under one yes. state and coming back under the other? Um. As I said, I graduated in 1966 
from Dunbar High School. At that time, there were only two high schools in Fort Myers, and that was Fort Myers High School and Dunbar High School. So I graduated from Dunbar High School, and I went off to college, and of course, with my graduation, 1969 is when uh, I think they closed up, was the last graduating class from Dunbar. So quite naturally, I came in in the transition. Well, I, I, I really have to say I didn't have uh, problems or anything like that. Um, I guess I was blessed because I did not see color. I did not see children are children, and that, that's the way it is today. Children are children, and we all have certain characteristics that are common to all of us. And you just have to be able to uh, kind of take a step back if you want to or make sure you listen. You, you know, because a lot of times children say, well, you hear me, but you're not listening to me. So you have to listen to them because I always felt like even my kindergartners could give me ideas. And and they did. Mm. <laughs> Believe me, they did. And uh, I always tried to make them feel like, uh, yes, I'm listening to you and I, I understand what you're saying. But. If your idea does not work, remember, I'm the one, I'm, I'm the leader here, but I, I will listen to you. Um, I, I wanted to start talking about the choir stuff, but I want to do your second song first, and then we'll okay. go back to all your, your church choir times and things like that. <laughs> okay. So um, what is your second song? Ooh, that's my song. Someday we'll be together. And you'd uh, like to talk about it, or uh, how'd you like to handle well, this? <laughs> Um, it was at the time when Diana Ross was getting ready to leave the Supremes. And as I said, uh, I was a child of the 60s, and I loved the Supremes. And it was something about the opening of that song. Dun, 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 dun. It just, um, I don't know... And and during the time it came, when that song came out, um, I, it was 1970, and I was getting ready to graduate from college. So that meant that uh, I was uh, leaving my friends, going out into the world, not knowing what to expect. Um, and then not only that, my father, who was the very light of my life, passed away in 1970, at the very beginning of 1970. In fact, I was home for uh, Christmas break, and he um, got sick. And then so I did not go back to school, you know, right away because I was just waiting because he was ill, and then he passed away. And then, of course, we had the funeral and all that. So, and I went back to school, and all of my friends knew that, my dream was to have my father to sit on the front row at my graduation and see me walk across the stage and get my degree. And that didn't happen. So when I heard this song, I it just sparked something in me. Someday 
we'll be together um and we'll see each other we'll we'll you know and uh my friends uh they were all great great you know and helping me cope mm-hmm. uh with the situation and um I always thought about, well, well, someday we'll be together, you know. Who knows? Maybe we'll move to the same town or whatever, something of that nature. So it was just something about that. And then with Diana leaving the Supremes, I thought, hmm, well, maybe someday they'll be together. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, and it, it was just a song. It's just like when I hear that song, it just sparks something, you know, in me. You want to listen to it? Yes. All right, let's do this. This is uh, Someday We'll Be Together by Diana Ross and the Supremes. When was the last time you listened to that? I have it in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so fairly recently. Um, mm, well, I listened to it when I knew I was going to uh, select it. Understood. So I listened to it then. Uh, I think it's a, the you know it's one of the songs that I know all the way through. I just know it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you say you have music on your phone. Yes. Is that how you listen to music mostly these days? Uh, and and serious. Okay. Mm-hmm. When you're at home, how's it work? Um, do you have a record player? Do you, you know? Now, you, the, the, the thing about it, at home, I'm, I'm a television person. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm a television person. I'm a Western person. Really? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> What's your favorite Western? <laughs> do you know the TV theme song and maybe you'd want it to share yeah, it you know with any us? TV no, theme no, songs no, to no, Westerns that you'll I... sing with us? <laughs> <laughs> nice job, Karen. Why it hurt? Why it hurt? Wyatt Earp, is well, that a TV he show? He cleaned up the country, the old wild west country. He made law and order prevail. And none can deny it. The legend of Wyatt forever will live on the trail. <laughs> you leaned in. Thank you for that. I adore you. Okay. <laughs> I love Big Valley, too. Um, okay, uh, that's so good. That's so good. Do you still watch a lot of them today when you get home and everything's like that? Yes, awesome. that's what I do. That's perfect. And now with like all the on-demand stuff <laughs> and everything, you say. could probably just watch nothing but that, right? <laughs> I'm a, I, well, actually, I'm a movie person. And, and with the pandemic, that's what I missed a lot. I'm not you like being tombstone. able to go going to, to the theaters. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you like Tombstone. That's a good movie. That's a good Western. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Death Valley Days. Yeah, great one. <laughs> I'll, yeah, be your, I'll be your Huckleberry. <laughs> yeah, you beat me to it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, okay, so um, choirs. Choirs have always been a part of your life, right? Uh, yes, I'll I, I have to say so, because even um, as a young child growing up, I was in the children's choir. And, uh, and then when I went off to college, of course, I was in the college choir. And then when I came home, as I said, as a young 8-year-old, 10-year-old, I was playing uh, for the Sunday school at church. And then when I came home, I was uh, playing for choirs, playing for choirs at church. And uh, as I got older, I uh, uh, became a music director, you know. What was your first music choir? director, you know, role? 
Is that still the same one you have today? No, no. no. It, the, my first music uh, director role was actually the actual directing uh-huh. was at uh, New Life Christian Center. Okay. And uh, we had a wonderful choir there. And then uh, after I transitioned from there, I went to Friendship Baptist Church. And um, I played for choirs there, and then I became the music director there. And, of course, we had a good choir there. And then, of course, the pandemic hit. So mm. that kind of uh, <clears throat> pushed us out. How out has the, that has that changed everything for the past year or so? Have yes. you guys have been yeah, able virtual. to start getting back or trying to uh, do virtual or what? Uh, basically, they do virtual. And then I think June of last year, uh, they did some partial openings. And so now they... Uh, do opening, you know, church is open now, but uh, the choir is not you know, back yet. And hopefully that will, you know, transition once all of this is, uh, once we're quote unquote back to normal. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, famous bands have songs that they just have to play over and over again and they get sick of them. Are there mm-hmm. any like choir songs that you're just <laughs> like, I could do without having to play that again? I know some people who will say that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that question. <laughs> but not um, you? Um, you know, I really can't say that there is a song that I that I'm tired of hearing. Uh, because a lot of times when you listen to a song at one particular point you hear something there. And then you wait um a time passes or whatever and you listen to it again. Then you might hear something different. Or you might feel something different from that song. So I I really can't say um, that there's a particular song that I am uh, not, you know, that I wouldn't want to hear, you know, again. However, there are some songs that have uh, what we call the 7-Eleven. That's uh, seven words saying 11 different times. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I could do without. <laughs> Understood. Um, you know, uh, people singing together in a room, it can be so powerful. Um, does that ever, like, wear off at all, or is that always present when you're when you're doing that? If it's good. If it's good. It can if be done not good enough to get to there. Yeah, if it's, if it's good, I love um, choir singing, harmony. Uh, and if it's good, man, I can just listen, you know. But, you know, I think everybody gets to that point sometimes Understood. when if it's not, uh, you know, <laughs> what you consider to be that good. <laughs> so, uh, so at what point in your arc there with choirs were the victory singers? Oh, I'm bringing that up because yeah. Jarrett told a fun story that I'd like to get some second opinion <laughs> on here. <laughs> Well, I got. I'm trying to remember that fun story. It had to do told. with a bracelet and him not getting oh, one. Yes, yes, and then yes, you yes, asking yes. him. I've got. If you yes, want to, if yes, you want a reminder, yes. I have the audio. Yeah, shall yes. we? Let's shall we listen it. to this? So, so the <laughs> preface to the story is is that you guys went to to uh, Clueston to play a yes, concert, yes, and then uh, he yes, did get a bracelet, up. and then you asked yes, him to give oh some flowers. Goodness. Let's let's hear this. In the end of it, I forgot. <laughs> 
my aunt asked me to present some flowers to some of the, the individuals who were at the concert to thank them for their service. So me and these same whatever I was dressed up in the concert includes them, mind you. And I probably was a little annoyed that I had to do it at that moment. And um, we have this on video, actually. Uh, so we'll take my aunt that said, for right, oh my gosh, that's, yes. right. This is a part of the escape process, right? <laughs> so my aunt said, OK, Jarrett just loves this individual so much. And he was so excited to present these flowers to you. Uh, so, Jarrett, come on up and thank such and such for, you know, what they've done and their support here and helping us host this concert. And little me took the microphone and said, don't believe anything she says. <laughs> <laughs> so you're nodding your head. That is the truth. That is the truth. Now, you brought that memory back. We were there. Um, and, and what I remember is Jarrett was was the type of child he had to okay if 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 the other if the guys who were playing for us had tux he had to have one right okay so what i remember about that we were on stage and uh this is another part of the funny story we were on stage singing and out of the corner of my eye i could see him running back and forth behind us from one end of the stage to the other. And I'm thinking, what is he doing? You know, he I guess he wanted to show off his tails. He had on tails. <laughs> if he got going yeah. fast enough, they'd flap. Yeah. yeah, he had on tails. And he was he was running back and forth and back and forth. And I do remember the bracelet. Uh, all of the guys uh, got bracelets, and they had their names on them and everything. And so, you know, he... He he was standing there waiting for his bracelet, so he didn't get it, and he was really upset. He was really upset, and I I I I had to laugh when he said it because my sister told said said to the said to the individual, "Oh yes, he just loves you, and Jared wants to present these flowers to you and all." And he took the flowers and he went up. He said. And he got the microphone because he he loved doing what we did. So he had the microphone and said, don't believe a word she says. And I was like, oh, Oh my goodness, in front of all these people. And he just walked right off. You know, don't believe a word she says. He says, and I guess he's like, I'm getting you back. You didn't get me that bracelet, so I'm getting you back. He get in trouble for that? No. No. No, I, I just cautioned him, you yeah. know, about. Uh, <laughs> I just cautioned him. <laughs> Did you have a good cautioning look? I love that. Oh yes, <laughs> he knows the look. Politely but, cautioned. Uh, yes, politely cautioned. <laughs> but uh, Jarrett was always. Um, I'd I have to say, Jarrett was a child that. He never really got in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. He never got. He really. He was. He was all. I guess he was because he was always uh, with me. Um. He would. Um. I, I'll give you an example. Um. He always liked real things. You know, like you buy your your child or toddler a uh, toy telephone. No. 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 Mm. Mm. He didn't want a fake no, no, one. No, no, no. He wanted a real one. It's a real one. So we, I'm, uh, so of course you know have extra phones in the house. So you unplug the, the phone and you give it to him. 
uh, cash a typewriter. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. It's got to be real. Everything had to be real. Huh. And I, I, I guess that's uh, part of part and partial of, of how he is now. Um, he's a very straightforward individual. Uh, no nonsense. And uh, I guess I have something to do with that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Did he? Uh, do you remember at any time when he started exploring music beyond the scope of what you would listen to, and having any like concerns about his musical tastes? Um, no, 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 none. Um, I guess because I was a music teacher. Jared liked some of the music that I didn't think young people at his age would like. Right. Um, and it was amazing to me because um, I can think of um, Lift Every Voice and Sing. Not a uh, Star Spangled Banner, uh, God Bless America, patriotic songs of that particular nature. Those are the kinds of songs he liked as a, as a little boy. Hmm. Coming up, you know, and then he began to develop his own. He be, he he likes the sixties. He likes the music, but he also likes other genres as well. So perhaps that was his upbringing. I don't know, but um, and that's you know, yeah. I I can't I can't ever remember having to caution him about the music that he listened to. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had to guess, what song would you say you've listened to the most times in your life? I'm sure it was something from the 60s. I know it was. <laughs> I hate to go back to Someday We'll Be Together. Well, it might but be. That, that's one of your yeah, songs, that, you that, know. That's definitely, that's definitely, definitely one of my songs. It's definitely one of my songs. Um, and I, I like other genres as well. You know, I, I I love Tennessee whiskey. Yeah. I like that. I love. Oh, I just it's just something about that um, that uh, uh, song that I like. And but I don't you know listen to it all the time. But I guess you would have to probably say someday we'll be together. Is there any modern music that's out there that you listen to, or do you stick with the oldies and stuff? Well. Uh, like, like I said, I'm an oldest person. However, I, I do, I, I will listen to, uh, some of the newer music. Some of it's, it's, uh, it's pretty good. Some of it, some of it's pretty good. Some of it I can't understand. Um, but, um, I, I'll give it its place, mm. you know, and, and I'll listen to it. Now, I'm pretty sure that I would it would hear something about this, but I like um, Robin Thicke's Blurred Lines, and and and, and, and I, I'm sure I would hear something about that. But I do I know like you it. Want it. <laughs> <laughs> I like a, I mean, that. A, yeah. I like. Uh, um, song, you know? um, what is it? Bruno Mars oh, is um, the funk. What is it? Um, Oh, up, uptown, uptown, uptown Funk. Oh, yeah. I like that yes, one too. Yes, yeah. yes, I like that. He has mystical in there, you know. Uh, I like that. that. In fact, I like Bruno Mars really, um, and uh, I, I like uh, Dolly Parton. I like, I like Loretta Lynn's Coal Miner's Daughter. Mm. Um, 
there are genres I like. Um, let me see if, if there's any uh, hip-hop. I have to listen really closely to hip-hop because what, what, what amazes me so is the young people, the young uh, children, they know all of the words. Hmm. They, all, they know all of the words, and I'm, I'm, I'm just like listening. What is he saying? <laughs> <You know? laughs> but they know all of the words, and that, that's amazing to me. It's amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Is there any music that you'll avoid listening to? No. No? Open mind no. about music in general? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any mm-hmm. songs that you'll try to avoid listening to because they tie to a memory that you don't want to have to remember? Uh, no, because what I try to do is, um, even though there are some songs that may be tied to memories that are not, that may be painful or that may not be as what you would want. There's always something there that you can find to navigate around that particular situation. So, so I'm, I'm, you know, I listen to all, you know, listen to all of it. It doesn't mean that I like all of it, but I, I will give it its place. I really appreciate mm-hmm. your perspective on life, Rose. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it is time for your third song now. Okay, it's my third song. I, and I can tell you, um, let's see, late, late 80s, 90s. You know, I like I said, I was always in church, always went to church, Um. And as children, you know how you sit in the back of the church and you, 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 you listen, but you know you kind of laugh and you're, you're like, well, what are they doing? What mm-hmm. is, you know, what is going on? You know, so I can say possibly late eighties, uh, yeah, yeah, late eighties. I begin to experience kind of like a, a, a change, and and I've always loved Amazing Grace. Because to me, Amazing Grace says a whole lot. Uh, It speaks about uh, God's amazing grace. You know, had it not been for God's grace, we would not be here as we are grace and mercy. So I began to, to look at that song and think about amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. You know, we we all have been in places that we uh, are not particularly fond of remembering those places that we've been in. But we can think about God's amazing grace brought us out of those particular places and placed us where we are now. So that song for me is uh, a life changing song. And to hear Aretha sing it and she didn't want to release you know, the album in, in the beginning anyway, but to hear her sing it. The way she sings it, uh, as opposed to the way it is written in the hymnal, it just kind of transforms you into uh, another place and puts you into another place. So that that's where Amazing Grace is, and I'm I'm grateful 
to God's grace for uh, placing me where he has placed me uh, where I am right now. You know, I, I think about all that has happened in the past year. You think about uh, last year, where we were last year, as opposed to where we are now. And you can even think about 2019, uh, even January of 2020 and February of 2020. We were still basically living a normal life. And here comes March of 2020, and our lives are turned upside down. So that song for me resonates uh, because of I think about the places where we've been, where I've been, where we've been, and where we are now. And it, it just is it's transformational. To me, it is. And to hear her sing it because there's something about Aretha's voice, regardless of the genre that she sings, uh, that touches. It touches lives. Well, to me, it touches lives. I don't know about any of, you know, but they did call her and name her the Queen of Souls. So (laughs) (laughs) a very fitting title. Has to be a reasoning for that. Well, let's listen mm-hmm. to it. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is then. This is from the of the album Amazing Grace. Mm-hmm. That's the version. Okay. This is Amazing Grace by Aretha Franklin with James Cleveland and the Southern California Community Choir from the 1972 album Amazing Grace. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes when songs happen, you can tell that the guest has gone someplace because you were off, like you were. What, where were you? What were you? What were you contemplating? Oh, I was in church. You were in church. <laughs> um, churches, um, and different denominations uh, do things differently. Um, that song reminds me of church uh, because. It brings out the emotions because a lot of times when you think about the things that you've gone through and where you are now, and it, there ha- there's, there's something that got you where you are, brought you, pulled you up out of from where you weren't, where you were and where you did not want to be but where you are now. And when you hear uh, Aretha sing that song and you hear the congregation react to her singing and react to the words of that particular song, you know that there's somebody in that particular congregation that has been through something and God brought them out. He brought them out. And so they realized that had it not been for him, they would not be where they are now. So if if I seem to have been, you know, off in, a, in another place, you know, I can think about things that I've been through um, uh, from way back, from a child up to 
this particular point. You know, as I said, I had um, I was the youngest of eight children and there are only two of us that are left now. The the one most recently uh, left in November. Mm. So, you know, you can think about how things affect you and you think about God's grace, his amazing grace. You know, that word amazing is something in itself. Uh, His grace, you know, brought me, you know, I once was lost. You know, all of us have been lost at some particular point in our lives, but now I'm fine. I'm found, you know, and then uh, I was blind, but now I see. Uh, A lot of times we are blind. Uh, I think my sister said it once. There's none so blind as those who will not see. So now, you know, you are in a place where you can see. Wow, I was over there. Look where I am now. I made it through. And so that's that that third verse says uh, through many dangers, toils and snares. I've come. We've all been there. We've we've had our dangers. We've had our snares. And and look where we are now, you know, and things are going to get better. Hmm. You know, we're in this place right now. But we think about what it was like March of 2020. Well, it's March 20. 21 and we are in a better is not the greatest place but we are in a better place march 2021 than we were in march 2020 so now we have what to look forward to march 2022 Mm -hmm. hopefully we'll be back to normal the way things used to be Back when we could share a studio space together yes, instead of having yes, to talk through yes. glass like having this. Having to talk through the glass, yeah. Is there any little part of you when you're listening to that that's listening to the piano player thinking, sure wish I was that person? <laughs> uh, you know, I was European trained, so I'm not a gospel okay. musician. You, you that would not be your top. Your oh, yes, yes, I would love to. I would love to, but because of my training, um, Gospel chords and, um, okay, so if I'm going to play an F major chord, I'm going to put an F on the bottom. Well, a gospel musician might put a G on the bottom or an A flat on the on the bottom or whatever. And so my training is like, uh-uh, whoa, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, no, I'm not, I'm not a gospel musician, but I, I'll try it, you know. And and to, and to me, it just it just sounds wonderful. And and for those who can do it, I'm like, wow, I, w- I wish I could, you know. So, yeah. And, I, and the choir, when I heard that harmony mm-hmm. with the choir, it, you know, just, you know, brings, because I love it. Yeah. I love it. And uh, so, yeah. Yeah, I would say, I would say so. To be a fly on the wall then, huh? <laughs> yes, wow. yeah. yes, I'm so yes. glad you, uh, you said that, Tara, because, oh. wait, this is super low. Hold on. Hello? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm so <laughs> glad you said that because, uh, Rose, you like a good movie. D- have you seen the Amazing Grace movie? Did I? S- I think I did. So there's a 2018 film mm-hmm. um, that was recorded way back during that concert in 72, um and they it's a it's a concert film you can you're basically watching the concert and mm-hmm. they recorded it mm-hmm. 
but they couldn't release it because the you know those those clapper boards that they you know like yes, rolling yes, clapper uh-huh, uh-huh. they didn't do it right oh. and so so that means they couldn't line up the sound mm-hmm. and the video mm-hmm. and it just went into the like I think Warner Brothers or whoever's vault for like thirty years. And just a couple of years ago, it got released. So yes. it's an 82-minute movie, and it's it's the concert. You can watch like Aretha Ooh, okay. perform I have to, I have to look in that, that up. church. Yeah. yeah, I have to look that up. I will. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, I, I'll I will be looking party. that up. I will be. I will be looking that up. Oh, and when they when the choir came in, and they, I mean, there's like I was talking about before, how if it's done right, it's just like yes, it's, it's just it's pulling emotion out of all of us in here. Yes. Anybody who is listening to yes. it at home, it's yes. just it's that's yes. that's the I magic. got teary eyed, yeah, yes, for so sure. Yes, yes. Um, okay, how's this for a pivot? If you were a championship wrestler, Rose, what would the music you came into the arena on be? <laughs> uh, yeah, what, what did what did what did Rocky come in on? Oh, Rocky, Rocky. <laughs> Like Rocky Balboa, uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't remember what it was. No, but I had it Tiger was, was Rocky three. Oh, that's right. Well, I mean, we there's, there's a Rocky theme in the first one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do. The, well, whatever that one, he came in. It was, um, and then, then two. Wait, wait. I need to. I'm a big Rocky fan, so this is a problem for me. Do you mean the song from the movie, or do you mean the song he came in on, like in the in the movie? In the in the movie, the one oh, he came he in on, on in the movie. In the movie, oh, yeah. Okay, oh, we're gonna find out. Yeah, Let's Mike's see. looking at it. We we will from time to time go to the source of YouTube, and we will uh-huh. pull up these things to try to find the song oh, for you to listen oh, to. Okay. Oh, here we go. This is Rocky the... Balboa ring entrance. Yeah. Song, but it'll be Rose. Rose. Rose, Rose. Oh, there's a lot of pyrotechnics happening right now. Rose can't see what's happening, so I'm giving her a play-by-play. Is this the original Rocky, or is this, this must be a new Rocky? This must be one of the Rocky reboots. This is from uh, this is from Last One Before Creed. Where'd that come from? Oh, oh, it's it's on rubber. It's the um, rubber tree plant. It's the. Uh... He's very good. Let's go. I know that song. Yep. He's got high hopes. High hopes. He's got high hopes. High in the sky. Hopes. That's yeah. great. Well, Rose, that's your walk on music. Yeah, that's now. your walk on music. That's we we wound up in a weird place, hopes, but I love hopes. it. You do have high, high hopes. hopes. Oh, high it's hopes. so good. <laughs> High hopes. Um, okay. <laughs> wow. I've never seen that that particular Rocky movie. I'll have to watch it now. Um, uh, if you were a cocktail or a drink of some kind that would d- distill the essence of who you are, what would it be? A margarita. A margarita. Anything go. you'd like to specify about it to make it yours and give it a name? Uh, a mango margarita. Salt on the rim, sugar. I can't have salt, but that's what it would be. <laughs> it wouldn't be sugar. <laughs> it will call it the ought to have salt rose margarita. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Um, if you could choose to broadcast a song into the head of every person on the planet at once, what would you choose? Hmm. God bless America. All right. Any particular singer? Um. 
this this is this this is way way. I think I think it's Kate Smith. Yeah, I think that's the original. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's yeah. Um, no. how about karaoke? Are you have you ever done karaoke? Long, 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 long time ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You ever consider doing it again once we get I, back I like to normal? It. Yeah. I like it. I like. I You're like, not afraid I like to sing, it. clearly. Oh, so no, it's probably no. no. I like karaoke. Mm. What about dancing? Are you a dancer? Oh wow! When when I was coming up in in college and and after college, I was a dancer. Yes. Okay. I loved it. Um, if you can learn any instrument instantly, which would you choose? The bass guitar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a like an electric you, you bass. You thought about electric that. Electric bass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah, was no hesitation that right on that. Mm-hmm. Have you ever played around with guitars or any stringed instruments during yes. your life? Yes, yes, I have. Yeah. Yes, I have. I, I I used to fool around with acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. but then I gave it away to a little girl. Oh yeah. yeah uh, Were you good enough that you can play along and uh-uh. sing songs? No. no. <laughs> That's why you gave it away. <laughs> Any idea if the little girl still plays it? I'm pretty sure she does. She's she's a young lady now. She's older, but I'm I'm pretty sure she probably does. Do you still keep up with any of your fellow uh, your your former students? Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah, I have so I mean, 35 years. Many. You've got students now that are all grown up. Ooh, yes, <laughs> I have students uh, that I taught at my church. Who are actually sixty? Yeah, in yeah. their sixties. Wow. Yeah, and I I rarely go. Well, now you don't go anywhere, but I I rarely could go anywhere, and I would not see a student that I've taught. They would remember me, and of course, if they were the uh, quote unquote good ones, I'd have to say. Oh, sweetheart, how are you? I mean, I can't remember your name. But if they were the uh, quote unquote, hi, John, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever have somebody come up to you and you're just like, I got nothing. I got nothing at all. I don't remember you at all. Oh, but I, I remember faces. Yeah. I, I definitely remember faces, names because you had so many. Uh, you don't. You know, you don't quite remember all of the names, but you definitely, definitely remember faces. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what would your 14-year-old or so self, you know, back here in, uh, you know, in, in Fort Myers, think of who you are today, the life you've lived, the choices you've made? I think my 14-year-old would say, you did good. You tried. So it was pretty good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, now uh, we're going to have you make a, some decisions about your three songs. One song you have to destroy from existence. One song, it's the only song you get to listen to for the rest of your life. And one song you're going to guarantee that it lives on into the future forever. Well, that's a hard choice. That's a really, really hard choice because um, Amazing Grace is a Hundreds and hundreds of years old. Hundreds of years old. Um, I guess I'm going to have to go with that middle song someday. Which is with the one you destroy? No, oh, no, no, that's not. I really wouldn't want to destroy any of them. 
uh, if I destroyed anyone, if I just had to, if I just had to get get rid of it and put it aside, it would be our day. Okay. Um, if I had to keep one and have you listen to it, you hear that, Jared? You listen to it, you hear it, hear it all the time. It would be someday we'll be together. And then uh, Amazing Grace just lives on forever. Lives on forever. Oh, lives on forever. Okay. All right. Uh, recommend three people for us? Oh, yes. That you'll yes, share I, this I, with, too? Yes. I'll share them with you. My three people are um, Edmund Lewis. Edmund Lewis. He loves music. Uh, Cheryl Leftwich, who is a director out at Gulf Coast Village in Cape Coral, and Greta Campbell. She is a retired uh, director of financial services for the uh, Lee County School District. Okay. Well, share mm-hmm. this with them once we yes. release it, and we will do our best to get him in, get them in here to okay. do this. Okay. All righty. Any final thoughts to leave us with? This has been a lot of fun. I just want to say that I was talking with Richard earlier and I asked him about how you came up with this idea and uh, he explained to me how you came up with it and I when 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 Jared a- approached me with that I, I just thought my goodness that is the most wonderful idea I've ever I wished I had thought of it <laughs> uh, because every song in your life basically has a story behind it especially if you like it and you listen to it all the time. And I just think it's it's just a wonderful, wonderful program that you put together, three song stories, and it makes you think. It takes you back, and it makes you think, well, yeah, there's a story behind that song that I like so much. And I don't think people really think about that until it's approached Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. And, uh, you know, it certainly works better than, hey, you want to come talk about yourself for an hour? Because <laughs> <laughs> we get nobody to do that. <laughs> but right. but with, this, with the songs, it, it really, it, I, I've enjoyed it. Awesome. I, I really, I thank you very much. Thank you. We've thank enjoyed you. getting thank to know you. you. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> We make three song stories in the studios of WGCU Public Radio on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Richard Chinqui is co-creator and producer. Tara Calligan is online content producer and host. Chris Duff is his executive producer. Our theme song was made by Dave 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 Cowan and Stick Martin up at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. For this week's parting tune, we're doing a bit of time travel and issuing a mea culpa to episode 158 guest Aaron Gerhard. Both Richard and I were clearly off our game when we were putting his episode together because we both totally forgot to use his song, which he played live in our studio after his episode as his parting tune. Aaron was reminiscing about when he went to Cypress Lake High School after coming down from Michigan. He had more credits than he needed, so he could take lots of art classes and electives. It just so happened they were looking for students to play in the morning TV show band. And the first thing I did, I saw that uh, they had a news show every day for Cypress Lake. They did it at the television studio over there. And they saw they were auditioning for people to play in the band. I was like, oh, that would be sweet. Okay, let me try this out. So I went and auditioned. And the guy that I met, who was the horn player, saxophone player, Chris Miller, he's how I met the whole group of my friends. They were all 
Um, he introduced me to my wife, my brother-in-law, all this this group of the circle of friends who are all musicians hanging out outside of school. So that's sort of a, a fun full circle fact for me. listening next time on three song stories you're breaking my heart you're tearing me apart so f- you <laughs> 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 i almost went in and broke the record player <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>